This is Peak Too Early, presented by SAV Racing, featuring Mike Gendron, Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the greatest running podcast in the world, Peak Too Early. I'm one of your hosts, Steve Jenner, and I'm joined by Mike Jenner, who is not somewhere off the coast of Connecticut. He's back in the great state of Massachusetts. Mike, how you doing? Still nothing, Steve, huh? We uh, we had like three weeks off from recording, we actually... still got nothing. Uh, but hey, listen, so I, uh, I, I knew you'd be interested in this. Just wanted to give you a little insight into the long run I had this weekend. Steve, I had. All right. The best run. No joke. I, I I made this claim right after I finished the run. And I was like, maybe that's a little emotional. I'll give it some time. I, I genuinely think this might be my best run in the last like four or five years. Not just like the quality of the run. I do feel like the quality of the run was good. But I had one of those runs where I was on vacation and I had nothing to do, no responsibility for the first time. It feels like forever. I didn't have to rush my run. I didn't have to go anywhere. And I just, I picked a point on a map and I said, I'm going to run there. And I just got there. You know what I mean? Like I just wasn't tracking my mileage, my pace. And I was just like, I'm just going to find a way to get to this point. I ended up in the most like outrageous, insane, expensive part of the Hamptons, Long Island, like on this one strip with just every house is bigger than the next. If you only had a pool tennis court and basketball court in your yard, then you were one of the poor people on the street. I mean, (laughs) it was insane. I was running by people all cheery saying hi to them. They were like not even acknowledging my presence because they're all snooty and super rich, but it was incredible. Came back to my house that had a pool. It's been a long time since I've like been able to run back to a pool. Dove in. I was like, man, that long run absolutely rocks. I don't know if it was the vacation mode I was in. And don't get me like it. It felt like college. I had like a billion beers the night before too. So it wasn't like I was like for. I mean, just everything about it was it was just perfect. So, um, so you picked how how long of a run was this? It ended up being about fifteen point two. Okay. All right. That's a good long run. And so you pick a point and you go and you don't really know your surroundings. What did you do for like water? I I didn't. You didn't just, have a drop that entire way. Just went. I just went. You're a crazy person. Yeah. I mean, wow. I jumped in the pool at the end. You know what I mean? Well, I I, well, I had I, the nice sea breeze too. Like that was cooling me off the whole time. It was great. Uh, that's, 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 that's a lot. Um, I had a very similar experience in the sense of that this was the the probably the best run that I've I've done. The probably my best run this past weekend, this past Saturday that I've had in four or five years. And I think it was just it's I think it, it's uh there's it, I think it's the it's the season change. I think we have very yeah, similar helps, yeah. DNA. We have very similar uh you know running ability and uh very similar just kind of reaction to temperature and, and the weather and i think the change in season the drop in humidity i mean it was it was like uh my run i got got going early it was like 65 degrees it ended somewhere around 75 77 but beautiful cool air i did a little uh i did a little let's see i did like a 
um, a simulation run. So I did a, I did a half marathon at faster than race pace. And let me tell you, I was cruising the whole way. I felt unbelievable. So half marathon at faster than race pace. So you're, yeah. what are you doing? Like I did uh somewhere between six thirty and six forty pace for Ooh, about 13 miles. That's cruising. Yeah. That's cruising. I mean, I haven't been able to do that in years in years. So, uh, yeah, things are, things are starting to click in. I'm looking at the, uh, you know, the calendar. And if I, I say it every podcast, as long as I can keep off the injury bug and I'm, I'm pushing myself a little bit now, Mike, like I need to get my, my fitness is there. The base is built. I just need to get faster. So I'm doing things to get faster. And that's where the injury stuff really comes into play that I'm, I'm starting to feel sore after these long runs. And, you know, if something goes wrong out there on one of these up-tempo, fast-paced runs, that's where the injuries can start happening. So I'm not out of the woods yet, but if I'm able to avoid injuries from now until race day, I think I'm in pretty good shape. Yeah, my, I mean, you've mentioned that that's your biggest concern. My biggest problem continues to be the just like run-of-the-mill regular run. My big runs, my long runs, my workouts, my moderate long run, those are non-negotiable. Those get done my regular runs still stink. And until I can, you know, figure out how to get my regular runs back up. And that's, that's an injury concern too, right? If it's like you're gearing up for, you're not getting the the maintenance runs, you know, down pat during the week, then it's putting a lot of pressure on your big run. So yeah, I got to figure that out. I got a little bit of time, but I'm running out of time to, to figure out the, the regular runs. Honestly, though, at this point, as long as you're getting in the long runs, that's that's like 75 percent. That's huge. And that's kind of what I keep telling myself is like, as long as I can carve out, if I can carve out, you know, the two big, important runs of the week, whether it's the mod long and the long or the workout in the long, as long as those have sufficient time and I can plan around those and just scrap in where I can the other ones, I'll be fine. But it's getting to the point where it's like, you know, my my long runs is going up but like my weekly mileage isn't which you know whatever at this stage I'm not, whatever I, is how big of an issue is that i'm not sure it's going up a little bit but it's only going up enough uh, you know how much my long run went up that week or how much my moderate long run went up that week so we'll see we'll see i i got a little bit of time we got a few weeks to figure this this out but at some point it's just gonna be like it is what it is this is this is my training routine yeah no i think it, that's that's kind of in the last uh, eight weeks of the of the training, that's kind of where, you, where you, the mindset you got to have. It's you know you got to coast in with what you're doing. You can't the 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 hay isn't in the barn yet, but it's pretty damn close. So, um, Mike, I am I got on the side TV here next to my computer. I have NFL football on, and let me tell you, it feels great. It feels so good. That football season is back. Cross, I got the window open next to me. I feel the cool air, the cool, crisp cross-country air coming in. Like, it's here. Like, this is the best time of year. This is, this is. I mean, it, I mean, it doesn't get any better than this. Any climate, anywhere in the world, we deal with the shitty winters. We deal, we deal with the the humid summers for these two months right here, or let's say two and a half, three months right here. It, you know, it, it hasn't even started for me yet because that season doesn't start until the first kickoff you watch. And unfortunately, I can't have football on my side TV because if I turn off any other piece of internet in this house, 
we're not going to be able to have a podcast tonight. So I might, you know, if we can finish this up, maybe I'll catch the second half and fall will start to me tonight. I don't know. But yeah, fall fall started early for you. It has not started for me yet. Well, it's good having it on the TV, but I will say the bills look really, really good, which is kind of scary. So um, not pumped about that. Um, but I, I, I do kind of want to stay on the, the topic of football. So I've been watching hard knocks, you, you know, hard knocks, right? On HBO. I, sh- I, sh- I sure Love do. Hard knocks. Have sure you been do. watching the season? At all? I have not watched the second. Of season. I've heard Dan Campbell is a maniac psycho and is awesome. He, he is, but in, and it goes, the hard knocks goes the same, same way every single year where the first two episodes are awesome. And then it gets old really quick by like third, third episode. I get, I get so pumped up and they, I, I was listening to part of my take this morning and they were saying the exact same thing where it's like, I get so pumped up for the first two episodes. And then I don't even actually end up watching the rest of the season. Cause it just gets pretty boring and pretty lame. Um, but anyways, those first two episodes are always awesome. They kind of get you at the end of summer mode into like starting to think about football, starting to think about the fall, but I love, I love watching NFL practice and I love watching the players go at it and kind of get chippy and just even on your same team. Like I love the shit talk. I love the banter that goes on back and forth between the players out there. I love the chippiness. I love how they get up in each other's faces and they're yelling at each other. And, you know, I miss that. And, you know, I never got it in the sport of running. I always got it in, in, in other sports. And when I did eventually focus on running, like, you know, I didn't focus on just running until college. I was always, I never, never once in my life until college did I run three seasons of cross country and and track and field. Um, And, uh, but, you know, so I always, I always kind of grew up, you know, in high school going to practices where, you know, things are getting physical and you're getting chippy and you're talking shit. And I've always tried to bring that to running a little bit, but it's never caught on. And I was watching hard knocks and I was like, man, I miss that. I, I miss getting like, you know, that shit talking at practice between your teammates. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to like bring that to running a little bit. And, you know, there was this Tuesday night race series in, in my hometown and I had been doing it. It went on for four weeks. And these, you know, a group of guys I train with, like I probably consider them like my team. Like we're not all in the same club, but we run together at least once a week, um, probably, you know, two, three times a week. It's like, it's my crew, it's my team. And, uh, you know, we, we, most of us did the race and, uh, I went back and forth with this, with this one kid in, in terms of like going back, like we changed, like it was for third place on the podium and we changed spots out there probably like four or five times. It was a battle and, you know, we can get like, it felt good to be back in a battle, but I ended up smoking them at the end and at the finish line, I was like all jacked up and I was thinking about hard knocks and you know, this kid, do you, do you, you know, Mike Lubeck, right? The guy, one of the kids I run with really name, like mild mannered. Name sounds nice. Right. I can't, kid. I can't put a face to You'd it. Recognizing me. Sorry. Like he's such a good guy. Like he, and he's a good runner too. And he's, he's, he's big into like trail ultra scene right now. And he's really, really good. Um, and just the most mild mannered, like nicest, never, he would never say a bad word to anybody. And, he was, he's like, I consider him like my teammate, right? He, I, I train with him all the time. And out of all the people for me to pick, like, oh, I'm going to get this like hard knocks mentality. I pick him. Like, I, I, I don't know why, but I turned to him at the finish of the race. And I'm like, Mike, if you're going to break me, 
fucking break me. You had me three times out there. I was like, don't let me come back. And I'm like yelling at, and he's like, and I realized what I'm doing. And the kid's just like mortified. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, what did I do? Like, I, I, I got to remember that I can't, I can't do this, especially after races. So uh, that's like my hard knock story. What did he like? Did you guys talk afterwards? Were you like? I mean, yeah, like we we <laughs> we hung out afterwards, but like he definitely avoided me for like a solid fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe maybe we'll just have to join another uh, flag football league to get your chippiness wow. back. That's right. Yeah, I, I I'm never I'm not doing that ever again. I did get I did uh, that was my outlet for that. I I haven't been able to. Trent was on that on that flag football team too. Way and ProFlow. Yeah, ProFlow. Yeah, that we, was you, that was my that was my outlet for shit talking for for a couple years. But I've I've been haven't done the flag football. We for were we were very ago. close to an all out brawl. At, uh, on multiple occasions. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, that last one was. I mean. Yeah. There was that one team that, you know, won the championship every year and we we always played them tough. And that one, I, I don't even remember what happened. I think it, it was a, a missed call or something and the guy flipped out at the ref. And yeah. I think either you or Flo went up to the guy and was like, dude, like, it's flag football, relax. And then he flipped out at you. And next the thing next you know, play, you got like... Next play, he laid me out from behind. Yeah, And, and that then, was the moment I was laying on the ground and I was like, I'm 30 years old. Like yeah. I can't, I can't wake up with a broken collarbone in the neck. The neck, like I can't do this anymore. Like I can't, I can't, you know, get destroyed every single Wednesday night, almost get in a fight. Like I just, I'm too old for this. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Like how do we, how do we go back to our, I mean, especially now, right? Like how could we come back to like our wives and kids with like <laughs> busted eye and like a bloody lip and be like, yeah, I got another fight at flag football tonight. It's like, yeah, just like every yeah. Thursday morning, I would start the day off with like a bag of ice on my knee and just like, you know, you know, shaking off like a, you know, a, a headache from getting knocked around the night before. I was like, I, I can't do this. anymore. So, we were such hardos. We'd roll up into the parking lot, blasting the purge, purge <laughs> remix. <laughs> Oh, I mean, nothing. There was not much of a, you know, nothing quite like an adrenaline rush, though, of pulling into the park and not listening to that song. It was, it was pretty great. So. It would get you jacked up, man. Yeah. <laughs> but I need, I need some, I need some in between. I can't be, I can't be yelling at my mild manner running buddy, and I can't be going to war every Wednesday night on the flag football field. I got to find something in the middle. Well, and that's why we gamble. <laughs> well there you go <laughs> oh man but yeah i i thought that was funny uh, but um you know back back to the race just kind of quickly it, it it did feel good like i haven't felt like and it's just like a you know local kind of throwaway 5k but i haven't felt like in a battle in a really long time and man did it feel good feel good to just be like i'm tired i'm beat up but I think I got some spring in my legs to, 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 you know, to take this guy, you know, coming into the last half mile. I haven't, I haven't felt that in a really long time and it kind of got the juices flowing. Like, I think I'm going to keep, keep rolling with it even after this marathon. Oh, I think that's, I think that's necessary, right? It's like when you're training for a race, that's half the battle is, is, you know, you can do the training and get your fitness, but if you're not, you know, getting yourself into that mindset, into that, that, uh, you know the fire in your eyes a couple times before the race then 
it's it's tough it's tough to ignite that fire on race day it can only it can only happen by getting out there and actually competing 100%. you can't simulate it no so um hey i uh i tuned into a uh shikari richardson uh instagram live this afternoon while i was uh while i was doing some work oh yeah um and to be honest i tuned in to hear some like crazy shit from a lunatic because yep. i feel like that's kind of where she's landed and i was shocked um i came away and it's still posted on our instagram if anybody wants to go back and watch it i came out of that instagram live like to talk to her her followers or her fans being like i think i'm a shikari richard fan richard no fan. way yeah no 100 we've, like, we've already talked so much shit can we i know can we and backtrack i, I on that? And, and I've, I'm 100% backtracking because, um, like, all we've seen of her in the past, like, two, year, two years is, like, this um, irrational lunatic that, you know, won't talk to the media. And anytime she does, she's um, just saying stuff that doesn't make sense or she's attacking or, you know, like, she's been such a wild card. But to hear her, like, organize her thoughts and talk, I was like, I'm a Shakara Richardson fan. And she was... And she and the thing is, like, she 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 like in in a like kind of a, you know, some way took a lot of blame for the stuff that has happened. Like, she's like, there's been a lot of roadblocks in my way this past year, and I'm taking ownership for those roadblocks. Like, those roadblocks are my fault. This is Shikari Richardson saying this and hearing her say that. I was like, man, like, I, I'm I'm back. Like, I'm a fan. Like, I want I want her to succeed. And, and I don't she didn't come out and say it. But she was kind of hinting at maybe retiring, like we might not see her back on the track. But the past couple times she's been out there, like I, I actually missed the meet today. I didn't see it, um, but she's she's been running decent. So I don't know. I'm back on the bandwagon. Right, do you think maybe this isn't what you're saying, but do you think there's any like part of her that's calculated or like self-aware? Like, do you think that's part of it or just like or is she just learning? I think it it genuinely it like it felt genuine and yeah. it felt like she's looking back at this past year and being like, man, in the moment, I'm a real hothead. But like when I'm able to take a step back and look at it, I can recognize that, you know, like maybe some of the stuff it was it was self-inflicted. And that's just kind of the vibe I got from it. And I was like, well, that's pretty cool. And I like athletes like that. Like I, I like athletes that are on the on the playing field are insane right and because like going back to to you know what we kicked off the uh the 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 podcast with my first story about that road race in a weird way like i can kind of relate to that i can kind of relate to being in competition and doing shit and and maybe saying stuff or acting a certain way that you look back and be like mm, that's because i i went to that i went to a place in my head and and in it, you know, if we really want to get deep with it, like that's just kind of how I always felt like I needed to compete. Like I was never the best athlete. I was never the best runner, but in, I, I was, I was a tough guy to compete against because I would always, I would let my mind go to a place that was crazy. Right. And sometimes that comes out in weird ways, but I'm, I'm attracted to the athletes that do that on the playing field, but then after the fact can realize that they were a psychopath on the, on the playing field. Yeah, I mean, you look at our guy Tom Brady, right? I mean, off Tom the Brady. field, the most, you know, you know, not gonna give 
goofy and gives every like answer serious and is you know um i was about to say the family man all the rumors now i don't want to go down that road those but, are know, rumors those are rumors they come out they, every they, other they, year some yeah rumors pop up once every like every every other year it's crazy so i'm not i'm not giving yeah, any but credit. my you know my point is just like off the field supposed to be the most clean cut like pc guy in the world kissing his kids on the mouth and all this stuff and then you get on the field and the dude's an absolute killer he's going up to brian erlacher and like getting in his face and cussing him out and just you know being an absolute psychopath maniac so yeah no it makes sense that you're attracted to that kind of athlete for sure <laughs> it definitely in that way um but i so i actually thought of a couple athletes that are are a little bit more similar in like a self-sabotaging way because you know i i think you know you know, Brady's the type of guy that can go there, but he, he, it's never self-sabotaging. It's right. always, it's always a positive. Um, have you been watching any of the tennis lately? Oh yeah. Your guy, um, curious. Cur curious. Yeah. Curious. So everybody's talking about Nick curious the past, uh, you know, few months ever since, you know, his run at Wimbledon, but I've been a Nick curious fan for like years. Oh, yeah. Like I, I was talking That's about Nick curious before he made the run at Wimbledon and the dude, is an absolute lunatic and he and i love him because he's he's got a monster serve and he's just a he's a psychopath out there and he like he he loses his mind every single match he breaks rackets he's yelling at his 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 his, his, his fans in the stand he's yelling at his his like his box like he doesn't have a coach like he refuses to have a coach he just fills his box with people that are going to cheer for him and go nuts for him and when they're not cheering loud enough he loses his mind at him so the guy is a complete and total lunatic um but after the fact he's able to be like yeah like i i that was a little bit much and he knows that he he's a different person on the court then off the court and he can kind of like step back and be like, yeah, it was, that was, you know, that wasn't good. Or, um, but I, I'm attracted to a guy like that. Like I, I like an athlete like that, but then on the flip side, the lunatic that stays in the, like in La La land that I is the, is the type of athlete I can't stand. And that person, my best comparison was Kyrie Irving, right? Oh, like yeah. that guy will never, he will never admit to being like a, you know, a irrational or wrong about anything. And that's kind of what I always kind of saw Shikari Richardson as, is like a Kyrie Irving type. But like watching that, I'm like, well, she's more of like the lovable Nick Kyrgios type. Right. So right. I, I just kind of thought of that comparison where and that's the reason why I think for me, I've kind of flipped on her and I've become a bigger fan. All right. Hey, listen. Do you get where I'm coming from? No, I I get it. I get it. And I knew you were a curious guy. So making that comparison, that makes sense to me. Uh, listen, and I, we've obviously had said our things about Chikari, but I mean, I love her for the sport. Like, I mean, she is gives us something to talk about and keeps it interesting and keeps it fun. So I'm I'm here for it, and I'm I'm a big flip flopper myself. I'm. It, it won't take much for me to flip on her and to, you know what I mean? Be on her side. So. Oh, Mike, that's the perfect transition into the topic. I want to <laughs> So we, we, we kind of briefly created an outline for it. I'm going to break the outline. I'm going to break the outline. Let's do it. it. This is the perfect transition. Is this what you're supposed to end with? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is the topic we're going to end with. 
Did you watch the Matthew Centrowitz video that he released last oh, week? Oh, that was awesome. That I mean, that was awesome. how that like, was awesome. I fist pumped. Like I was like, that is the greatest thing. That is the that is one of the best hype videos a pro athlete's ever put out. And he's the only one that can do that type of video because he knows that most of the sport doesn't like him. And he knows that he's disappeared for a couple years. But he also has that gold medal. Like, nobody can take that away from him. And he's out here posting a video that I'm coming back. I'm I'm coming back to the throne. Now, if it completely blows up in his face, we can look back on that video and laugh. But you can't tell me that every 1,500-meter runner isn't looking at that being like, uh-oh. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, especially, I'm, afraid of, I'm afraid of Centro again. Especially, like, in the state of the 1,500 right now, where there's a bunch of, like, young kids who are kind of taking over the event. And we've talked about how fun it is and how fun it's going to continue to be to watch these guys. And that video is very much like a reminder, like, hey, by the way, I'm still here. It kind of reminds me, I keep bringing this back to Tom Brady, with the whole like still here campaign. It's like, yeah. yeah, 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 that's fine. Like we got all these like young kids, these young superstars. That's great. But none of y'all have gold medals. And, you know, and you, you said it was a great transition because of the flip flop. I mean, there's very few people I flip flop on more, less, more. There's few people I flip flop on more than. Matt Centrowitz. I go back and forth like crazy. And that's all it takes, Steve. All it takes is a little something like that. And boom, I'm a Matt Centrowitz guy. And like even you just saying the whole track world hates him makes me want to like him. So, I mean, listen, I'm back. I'm back. All you got to do is give me one. Give me one sick hype video. Put that, you know, lion monologue in the background have him splash around the water or whatever the hell he was doing boom i'm in i yeah I, and and you know what i don't blame anybody for flip-flopping after watching that like if you're if you're a matt centrowitz fan now because of that video i don't blame you i don't blame you and guess what it's it's like it's probably like the best type of storyline in sports right where you have somebody that comes out does something big they fall down and it's the climb back up Right. It's the climb back. And that's that's always, you know, you're an underdog now. That's always the best type of type of storyline. And Steve, not to mention, we have, uh, you know, kind of dug our flag into hating the top two American milers. <laughs> so we have no choice but to root for somebody else to to you know represent USA and to be like the guy and the guy going for gold because we're too deep down that that path. So I mean Centro's gotta be our our savior at this point. He's got to take down the young guns. Yeah, especially as like the old washed up bombs like yes he, he represents everything that we are. Did Matt Centrowitz just become the, yeah, is he the face the, of the peak poster child of <laughs> Peak Too Early? You might have. You might have. He's, he's one good, like I said, one good video, one good hype video can change everything. So I'm all in. Keep him coming. Keep him coming. Yeah, here, here, do yourself a favor, Matt. Keep your mouth shut. Don't talk and just keep posting these videos. Yeah. I want <laughs> I want one a month at least. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man. Uh, speaking of Tom Brady, um, because we've mentioned him in two of the past topic in the last I mean, two it's topics. Football season. What do the what do the listeners expect? But we love this man, and he's done so much for us, and it's one of the cornerstones of of Peak Twirly. We've said that since day one, so we have to bring it up. Um, what's going on with his face? Yeah. So I, uh, you know, there was all the rumors going around like oh he took he he left um he left training camp to go be on the mass singer and then it was he left training camp because uh him and Giselle are having trouble i mean it's just very clear that he left training camp to go do something to his face he got plastic surgery and his entire you know the whole like last like I'd say five to six years with the Patriots, his face was changing, right? And it was getting thinner and it was getting more sunken. And it was one of those things where it's like, dude is just really, really committed to this TB12 diet. And we've watched his, you know, his just, his figure chain and the face is just like, you know, part of that, right? He's, he's slimming out even as, even in his cheekbones and his face, but it's gotten to the point where there's no denying it anymore. Like the dude is having work done. So, May I defend him for just one moment? Sure. It's very clear that after his football career, which maybe never at this point, um, he has put a lot of stock into this TB12 thing, right? Like the idea of like his method and his program can make you young and can make you a super athlete forever. So he can't look old like he's got to do everything he can to not look old, right? Like it would be a bad business model for him to start looking old. Yeah, you, know, right. you know, I mean, he's got to do it. He's got can, no choice. Can, all right. I, I want <laughs> and, you know, I don't want to talk bad about our guy because he's meant so much to us. But I just I just want to I, I need to say this. Could you imagine could you imagine uh, having six Super Bowl rings seven. being, I'm sorry, wow, having yeah. seven Super Bowl rings uh, being considered the greatest athlete of all time in one sport and being considered in the conversation of greatest athletes to ever walk the planet, um, being married to the most successful supermodel of all time, being a billionaire, literally having anything you could ever dream of this guy has accomplished and still feeling the need to care about getting plastic surgery. Could you imagine that? Well, I mean, if it's for his next business, Steve, he's got to <laughs> be the best at what he does. That's, that's oh, what man. makes him the man he is. It makes why we love him. I know this is blasphemous conversation, but I just, I just, I, 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 I can't take it anymore, Tom. You got to stop. Put the needles down. Put the scalpel down. You got to stop, dude. No. We need to get it. We need to get Tom Brady an intervention. Can we get? Want, the, can we get our guy an intervention? No, I want him to be like a hundred and one years old, just wrinkles down to his knees, but his face is just still, you know, the face of a thirty-year-old man. All you know, <laughs> plastic surgery. Up. That's what I need. I'm all. I'm all in favor of it. It's it's the the heart and soul of a of a dedicated fighter like like Thomas. And uh, I said the the Bills were were destroying the Rams early on in this game. The Rams just tied it up as uh, time expired going into half. So um, great uh, great news for anybody that had the Rams plus two and a half, Mike. 
Ah, who, who could possibly have that? Yeah, who, who? Um, well, hey, Mike, why don't did you have some stuff you wanted to catch up on? Yeah, I mean, these are just like not important topics at all, but I just could not talk results tonight, and I should have known better that like we wouldn't be able to riff on Tom Brady for forty minutes. So I just wanted to make sure I was prepared with a few things. Um, but in the spirit of your boy Kyrios and the U.S. Open going on right now, I know you've been watching a lot of U.S. Open. I happened to come across this article and I was reading, it was an interview with some guy, uh, ultra marathoner. And the title is why you should try running with a tennis ball. And this is, these are the three reasons why you should try running with a tennis ball, Steve. So the guy, he said, um, what do you say? Okay. He said, he explained that, Bouncing a tennis ball has three unexpected benefits on a run. Number one, it keeps you busy. Number two, it chases away boredom. And number three, and most importantly, it slows you down. So what do we think? What do we think of this philosophy of running with a tennis ball? Well, I mean, this isn't a new philosophy. Have you ever seen Rocky? Well, that's true. Rocky does just, it. Rocky won. even think of that. That's the entire like even beginning of, of the movie is Rocky just running with a bouncy ball. Ah, oh, so this is just a knockoff story. This guy this just, is just watched, a, this is a Rocky knockoff. He just watched Rocky once and he's like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, now this I'm, is just Rocky seven. Okay, <laughs> but right. I'm hey, I'm down with it. I like it. I mean, I mean, you see the guys who run the marathons like bouncing a basketball or something like that. But like, I mean. This guy's like a serious runner, like a very serious like marathon or ultra marathoner. He can't actually. I mean, this is just like a catchy like tagline. There's no way he can actually think that. Well, I mean, maybe everyone wants trails like like I mean, you could do it on roads and sidewalks, but I mean, you can't bounce a ball on trails. Right. And like maybe like on like a recovery run, I could see it. Yeah. Like it would slow you down. You enjoy yourself a little bit. But there's no way this guy is going out seven days a week, crushing like hundreds of miles, bouncing a tennis ball. It's just not happening. You know what I mean? He might do it like once every couple of weeks. You know, what would be really fun is if you had like, if you were running with like a small group and you kind of passing it around and you oh, know, kind of toss it up and somebody runs up and, and grabs out in front. Like that's that'd a be classic, awesome. like cross country, like pre like uh workout, like you just, you know, slugging around a couple miles to warm for the workout and you're just messing around that's yeah classic yeah i could i could get behind you know what you know what i'm gonna do mike um well i'm on the road later this week so i'm actually probably gonna get some treadmill miles in later this week but um my next training run i'm not gonna do it in my long run my next training run i'm bringing a tennis ball with me i like it you should report back maybe get oh. a little instagram video actually on the treadmill that could work too won't yeah. slow you down but I feel like I'm going to I feel like I'm going to lose all my teeth if I try that on a treadmill. <laughs> uh second topic. Um an undisclosed shoe company. Keep it as that an anonymous shoe company released a fruity pebbles shoe. Um I'm aware. Sh- should we should the running community be completely leaning into let's just make our shoes as crazy as possible put all these nuts things in our or have we have we gone too far steve uh well i mean 
as somebody that has uh, worked for the anonymous shoe company for a long time, like this isn't their first crazy idea. Correct. Like they, they do this often. And as somebody that sells shoes for a living, I can tell you that these shoes are fun hits of excitement, um, but they don't really make you much money. Because well, let's it's let's fun. Talk it's fun to put out. It's fun to put out on the display floor, but people don't end up really buying them. So let, let's move away from like the money making perspective, because like I think about like basketball shoes and like the market around basketball shoes and like creating like cool basketball shoes and funky basketball shoes and you know players having their like where where should the running like should we be trying to like find this like you know unique uh running shoe brand that like people want to be walking around wearing fruity pebbles on their shoes or is like are we we're not the nba we're not basketball like you know i mean like we're not going to be able to get the i don't know well from from our our local shoe expert i look at this two ways do do i want to be walking around in the craziest shoe possible like am i kicking around shoes no i want something a little tamer i want something a little sleeker something a little more stylish um, when it comes to actually running in the shoes, I want the craziest, most fun shoes I can get my hands on. So I guess those are two different, two different things. So I, I embrace the crazy shoes. I want them. I think we should, I think we should, we should embrace them. But similar to basketball, similar to your point, whereas I think if you start embracing it a little bit more with the activity, you start doing the activity in the crazier shoes, then it starts making way into more mainstream. So um, I guess the short answer to that is yes. It's a long-winded, long-winded uh, uh, way to get to a short answer. All right. I like it. The last topic. What uh, do you think? I think that running shoes, when you're like in the high school game, the high school college game, it was always just like the crazier, more like colors and nonsense and I mean, that's the marker right there, right? Like that is what is considered cool in the running world. My only fear is what's considered cool in the running world doesn't translate outside the running world like a basketball shoe does, right? Like a basketball shoe is the most like it's incredibly culturally relevant. Everyone's walking around in cool basketball shoes. What you would consider... You are so off trend. It's not even funny. Like a basketball shoe. Yeah, basketball shoe. Wearing basketball shoes fashionably is like that's like that. That is a that is a trend that is a decade gone. No, oh, no, yes, Jordans. Yes. No, I mean Jordans. That's you're right. Like that's but, that's a, when like, when I keep mentioning basketball shoes, I guess like that's what I'm talking. about. Jordans are like, yeah, but running in terms of like a fashion play. Running shoes are kicking the crap out of basketball shoes right now. All right. Well, I mean, we shouldn't have asked my opinion on on fashion, should we? <laughs> Anyways. Sorry, I actually have the, the numbers to back that up. No, I believe you. That's why I that's why I'm not gonna make my argument anymore. I'm just gonna move <laughs> on to my final topic here. Um, this is the least exciting topic of the three, but I saw the Apple Watch is releasing you know, one of her nudes models that is going to continue to progress, like, you know, in its exercise capability. And, you know, like one of them is like, it, it's going to be 
advanced in calculating splits and stuff for you, like doing. So it brings me to think like, at what point have we tapped out running watch technology and what is like, what is the feature? Like one running watch feature that would just change the game forever. Like oh, it was just thought into this one. Let me think feature that would change the, like I'm thinking like, uh, I don't know if, if my first thought went to like, you know, the um, pace lights on a track, like a little beam that shoots out of it. And, you know, it shows you where you need to be for, I mean, obviously it's not going to be able if you're, you know, a hundred yards behind pace, but it gives you a little beam out in front of you to show you like, all right, if you're trying to you program it before you go, it's like, all right, I'm trying to hit 630 pace. Boom. It shows that beam of light on the ground of where you need to be to hit 630 pace. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Like is, is a couple years away from the technology we're looking at. Hmm. Man, that's a good question. Um, yeah, see, I had the advantage because I knew the question was coming. So I was able to. Oh, prepare. you know what? You know, I got one. Um, uh, public bathroom locator. Whoa. You're on a run and you hit a button and say, hey, direct me to the closest place I can take a dump right now. And it and it can it can like completely keep you on. You know how like when you're um like have your GPS going. Yeah, yeah. It's like I need it's like gas. On, it's like on yeah, yeah keep the on, on the on. Oh, okay, I like that. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah, I need that. Okay, one. I like that a lot. Okay, that is uh those are my topics for today, Steve. I I just couldn't do more race results. I needed something a little outside the box today. Yeah, no, I hear you. We do want to give a shout out to our boy uh, Grant Fisher, uh, American record holder. Um, th- I mean, I don't know how many times we got to say. What it. more can we say about Grant? At yeah, this point? Th- th- he's 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 the hottest hand in the sport. Um, we got to have him on soon. Uh, check in with him, see how things are going. I, he's he's probably still in Europe, so maybe when he comes back, we'll we'll check in with our. Our boy Grant and congratulate him. Um, gotta get me some bands, Mike. Gotta get me some bands. Those bands make you dance, baby. They they absolutely do. So um gotta do that. And then uh just kind of end with a little reminder that we have uh uh sweatshirts on sale. And so the the sweatshirts are awesome. Um, you can check out the pictures, the link is in the bio. We have posted all of the all of the Instagram. Um, every 100% of profit. So every cent that we make off these sweatshirts is going directly to back on my feet, uh, Indianapolis. Um, stay tuned next week. We're going to talk more about back on my feet. We're actually going to have somebody from the organization on the podcast. Uh, we're going to interview them just kind of get a little bit more understanding about the organization, but it's a really, really cool organization. Um, if you don't know about it, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, on next week's podcast, but sweatshirts pre-sales up. And, um, so we have, we have about a month till we actually get and get them out. So the way, the way that this is working, the most efficient way to make sure that we're maximizing the amount of money for charity is to do a pre-sale. So, um, I know it's a little confusing that you can't buy it and have it right away, but, um, you know, because it's for charity, we want to, we, we're, we're kind of doing it a little different and the earlier you get your buy-in, the more it helps us. So if you're on the fence, if you're thinking of buying one, or if you're going to buy one, but you're just kind of waiting, um, I just, I ask you, it's going to help us out. It's, it's going to help the, the charity out a, a, a little lot. So, um, if you're going to buy one, get your pre-order in now, um, it will be a big help to us. 
And then also from now, whenever this podcast comes out until, so I put this on the Instagram this morning from now until we said kickoff of the one o'clock game. So kickoff, we'll just say kickoff of the Patriots game. I'm shutting it off. Um, But from now until the Patriots game, if you place an order for a sweatshirt, or if you've already placed one, I'm going to take all the people that have entered an order uh, and I'm going to put them into the, into a raffle for a pair of Saucony Endorphin Pro 3s. So Saucony's latest racing shoe, carbon-plated shoe, thing is unbelievable. I've been running in it. Um, I, I love it. It's it's just, it's one of the, it's arguably the best carbon-plated shoe on the market. Um, so that's a $220 shoe. So if you buy a sweatshirt, you're donating to charity and you're essentially getting $220. So it's a win, 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 win. Win, win for sure. Yeah, no, I, uh, you know, we've asked for, you know, a couple times to buy this, buy that, um, you know, everything we've done in the past has gone back and tried to, you know, contribute to something else that we're doing for the podcast or, you know, something that, you know, we're trying to, whatever our next purchase is. Well, this one is different, right? Like we're not asking for us. We're not asking for something we can do for the podcast. We're not asking for to put up for an event or to, you know, help us get, this is for charity. This is 100% for charity. So, I mean, the sweatshirts are sweet. I mean, they're by far the coolest product we've ever put out. So not only are you getting the coolest product you ever put out, but every cent's going to charity. So it's like you said, Steve, it's a no brainer. And, uh, I, uh, I'm going to make sure I get myself in for that raffle so I get a nice pair of carbon-plated shoes and uh, just another another reason why I'll beat you in the marathon. We'll see about that. Um, all right, Mike, let's kick off the Bell app. What do you got for people on the Bell app? Yeah, so my sister-in-law, Aaron yelled at me right before the show that I have not been putting, you know, little uh, after-show things after Josie. And listen, I hear it. I, I hear the complaints. Sometimes I felt like, I, um, you know, when there was something really funny that happened, I'd put it out there. And then sometimes I felt like I was forcing it. But listen, I've heard the people and I'll find something to uh, to toss in at the the end of this show. It might be, you know, one second. I, I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know. We recorded that I can put back there, but I'll figure it out. I'll make sure that Aaron, there'll be a, a little nugget for you there at the end there. So uh, stay tuned for that. Oh, man, I needed football back so bad i needed cross country season back but i needed the patriots back in my life the the red Sox were just such a disappointment um you know the disappointment you know it was was a great season but it ended in disappointment with the celtics i just need i need the patriots back in my life and you know for most of the summer i've been talking myself down and convincing myself that this team isn't going to be very good and uh, just kind of getting in the mindset of a of a of a rebuild and which is very different from uh, the mindset I would typically have as a Patriots fan. But um, as of now, watching my uh, first football game of the year, um, being only a couple days away from the Patriots kickoff, um, I'm completely changing my mindset. We're winning the Super Bowl, Mike. So that's where we're at. That's where I'm at. Um, but uh, other than that, I wouldn't run faster, but I peaked too early. Mike, hit me with the Josie. Josie's on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it over So many things that I wanna say You know I like my girls a little bit older I just wanna use your love tonight
Hey everyone, and welcome back to the greatest running podcast. Oh my god, why am I 